Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here we are. This is Bitchin'. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to us, maybe pick one of the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every week we pick a different public figure yeah. and we just really delve into them, <laughs> swim in the waters of that person, and then we rise from the waves. <laughs> Changed women. Dripping. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we talking about this week, Tilly? We are talking about famous YouTuber Zoella. I find it amazing that this is how in control of her own image she is. Wikipedia is the sixth Google search of Zoella. So her YouTube's the first. Her YouTube, her Twitter... Her YouTube again, yeah. her website, and then her Wikipedia. So, Zoella, Zoe Elizabeth Sug. Oh, I've got the same middle name. Oh. And that's where the similarities <laughs> end. Uh, born the 28th of March, 1990. So she's 28. Yeah. Which I was surprised about. I thought she was a lot younger. She does. She looks very young. And she acts. Yeah, like she acts super young. Well, all of, basically all of her fans are. Yeah, it's to appeal little to Little girls, them, yeah. It? Is an English fashion and beauty vlogger, YouTuber, and author. She is best known by her YouTube username, Zoella. Her debut novel, Girl Online, was released in November 2014 and broke the record for highest first week sales of a first time novelist since Nielsen Bookscan began compiling such records yeah. in 1998. So actually, yeah. it's not that big a deal. But still. I think it is quite a big deal. Because if you think about it, that's like. Every single book that's ever been released. In the last 20 years. In the last 20 years. And she's the she, highest sales. She broke the record for highest first week sales. Do you like her? What do you think of her? So, here's the thing. I'm always very wary about critiquing women in the public eye. Ladies. Even ones who are kind of capitalist icons in some way. Because, I mean, first of all, I can't judge anyone. I like watching the Kardashians, you know? Do I agree with every part of their existence? No. But will I change over for music when they're on? (laughs) Also no. (laughs) So, (laughs) I have respect for her because she's made herself, regardless of the fact of all the other stuff we're going to talk about. No one said to her, right, you're a good-looking young woman with a cute way about you. Go and get on the internet. There's no men behind her telling you to do that. But yeah, that's kind of where it <laughs> that's ends. where you go. I Although I was surprised. I um, I thought that she was completely apolitical. And um, she did actually tell her followers to register to vote in the le- last election. So that surprised me. And I was like, okay. I'm really annoyed that you picked her, you know, because it meant that I had to watch loads of her videos. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not find them quite mind-numbing in a way? I found myself being incredibly jealous of her house. She lives in a massive million-pound mansion. She's 28 years old. Yeah. She, she, ma- she makes fi- she makes £50,000 a month. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that is a stupidly insane yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Um, For selling tat to 12-year-olds, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's more than that. I mean, she it's almost like this voluntary Truman show that she's kind of enrolled herself in and she's been very public with her struggles with anxiety which I think can only be compounded by the fact that she lives her entire life through YouTube and through the internet she doesn't seem to go out that much I will scroll back to her very very first video Uh that I could find I think she published ones before that but and she has lots of other ones that she did publish but then has now made private and it's all very curated yeah yeah anyway her first ever video a lot of it is her saying so I'm really busy like making this video and then you watch her like talking about how she's going to edit the video and then you watch her watching a video of herself on her laptop so you're watching a video of her watching a video of herself so I think maybe if you give her the benefit of the doubt it's all like very avant-garde meta <laughs> like live art oh. but she did it because her brother did it so her brother was mm. a YouTuber already yeah and then she was like oh I'll pick up a camera and those first videos I do think oh that looks really fun because she's learning how to sort of edit footage and she's teaching herself filmography but then you know she then she uses it to feed an African calendar to a dog I mean I found myself kind of being like I just started watching her like talking about things she got from Primark and it was a bit like you know when you're in a bath and it's like not hot enough but it's not cold enough either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can't be bothered to get out because yeah, you're like okay. actually this is fine yeah. this is what <laughs> I deserve really so I watched this um, video which my boyfriend put me onto because I don't watch YouTube but he he does he watches he doesn't watch Zo- Zoella that would be f- <laughs> freaking creepy um, he wa- he watches like you know like criticisms of stuff and like you know watches this series called the game makers toolkit which he's put me on to as well which is really good which is talking about like gameplay mechanics in popular games and he put me on to this lady called Lindsay ellis who does criticism on youtube and um she has a video on manufacturing authenticity and it's about a 30 minute video it's really good i recommend it anyone who's listening she does it in a really accessible fun way um she also has an interview with hank green in it who's one of the most popular lefty youtubers of which there are very few (laughs) um and she's basically saying i'm paraphrasing massively but she's she talks about how people are more okay with you selling them stuff if they perceive it as authentic and kind of the whole thing that youtube was founded on was that it's more authentic than normal television because we're cutting out the middlemen and one of the biggest commodities on YouTube is sincere emotions. So people who are letting us into their sincerity, which is perceived as, as being true, even if it's not. And I realise that that's a, also a big part of what we're doing. Me and you right now. Yeah, I think so. It's all lies. <laughs> but I think the most successful YouTubers, what they do is they manage to commodify this sincerity in a way that people feel like they know them and if you feel like you know someone then we're just more invested in them Lindsay calls it the on-brand affect if you think of like literature if you look back to I think it was Frankenstein when it was first published it was published as though it was true and I think that we've just become increasingly better and better at making things appear real that aren't. Because yeah. we love reality TV and all that kind of yeah. stuff, don't we? And it's like, you know, the theatre company that I run, which is documentary theatre, uh-huh. so it's real-life stories. And you and it does make it more thrilling to watch yeah, something one that of your you, shows. And yeah. it, it means you know that this actually happened. Yeah. 
or you know this character is actually real and you know the rise of the docudrama is massive yeah. isn't it and I guess maybe vlogging is just like a whole other step forward in that in terms of like we are literally watching someone moment by moment living their life and I'm so here for that because I'm kind of a voyeur not sexually <laughs> but <laughs> okay. like, I, like I'm the sort of person who on the bus I like I'll look in every single window that yeah. I drive past on the bus and be like. But you the, know. this is my problem with Serena though is I'm a voyeur. I love looking into people's lives, but people who have something to say or yeah. are interesting or have any kind of drama yeah. or something say something about society or yeah. I'm watching a tidier kitchen. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal of that. It's also I think a real aspirational thing which you see again in reality Massively TV aspirational, with Made yeah. in Chelsea and stuff like that. The reason we watch that is because it's this kind of other life that we will never get. Yeah. And it's really, it drives me bonkers that we've got, this is what you should be aspiring to and with Zoella, this is the house you should be aspiring to, particularly young girls are watching it before mm. they've actually, you know, opened a bank account or whatever. It's yeah. like, you will never own a house like that. Yeah. Um, but then on the other side of it, we've got all the reality TV that's about, like, Benefit Street and shaming people who don't work. And then on, you know, we've got these two sides of the coin, shaming people who don't work and are poor, and then celebrating people who don't work and are rich. So like yeah. Made in Chelsea and Zoella, who the whole kind of like aspirational quality is that they have these vacuous lives where they're rich but don't really have to do anything yeah. or have any kind of partake in society or helping anybody. I have to say that watching her earlier videos, I really l- liked her. Because what I saw was someone who had this like, nice personality just trying to make something and I just I I find that really endearing I don't mind that at all but now the problem is is that it's like she and lots of other bloggers like her I mean we're talking about Zoella as a kind of a jumping point for the career of YouTube of which there are many many people but it's the fact that she used to be like a sweet girl in a in a bedroom doing a video like 50 things in my bedroom and like holding up her straightness to the camera like you know and now it's like here I am in my mansion (laughs) like and subscribe and it's like I mean I don't because then I just feel like I think it's always more interesting to watch someone go on a journey than it is to see them at the end of their journey what do you think for her is the end goal this is what I was trying to get my head around is what is it in her life because if you're just every single day making videos about the fact you're making videos while you clean your house, what is the sort of end... As a 28-year-old, I don't know yeah. if you agree sort of, as being similar in age and having yeah. big dreams right. and aspirations. Uh, no, casting directors, I'm, I'm, I'm eight years old. I don't know what this strange woman's talking about. I'm eight years old. <laughs> me too, me too. Ring my agent, Scott Marshall Partners. Ring them, give me roles, give me jobs. <laughs> Particularly for children. Particularly for, for small children, which I... <laughs> no, don't get away from me. Um, like, we have dreams and aspirations and long-term goals. Yeah. What is she, what are hers, why is she doing this? I have absolutely no idea uh, what she wants. <laughs> Which is, you know... But that's it, because that's not a drama, is it? I, this is why I was struggling yeah. to get my head around it. Is when you're watching a film or a TV and you're investing in characters, the yeah. thing you're rooting for is they have something that they want mm. that they haven't got yet, there are obstacles, and when will they get it and how will they get it and how will they obtain it? Yeah. I just can't work out what she wants yeah. in her life. Yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. everything. She's just 
making another video about nothing. Mate, there's so much that he's cracking on with. Like, honestly, there's so We don't much... need to go, none of us need to go to Primark ever again. We really need to crack on with some other, other stuff. Yeah, there's loads to do. Go down your local charity shop, you know. Listen, I've got no, I've got nothing against anyone who goes to Primark to buy some tights because they can't be bothered to wash anymore because honestly, <laughs> That's same. That's me every week. <laughs> but I just, ev- everything she's selling me, I don't want to buy it. Her um, mm. advent calendar that cost £50. Yes, this was a big, uh, big thing on the internet. The thing is, is when we don't know what contract she signed. Maybe she signed away her name to someone else. For a percentage and didn't have any say in. Well, that's then she shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, then she she shouldn't have put her name on really expensive products. It was a 12 day advent calendar (laughs) and it cost 50 pounds. And bearing in mind, most of the people who watch her sort of like 12 years Oh, I've got my Galaxy that I haven't opened. Do you want to open my Galaxy advent calendar? Right, do you want want to open day one? Yeah. What day are we on? Oh, we're going to have loads. Oh, we're at the 11th. Can I just say, I was just mocking the fact that I watched her feeding an advent calendar to a dog and we're now recording us eating an advent calendar. (laughs) Which one of us is the dog? (laughs) What was it? Oh, it's it's the Father Christmas. Oh, oh, that's horrific. (laughs) I'm going to eat It looks like a tiny poo. So she did some bad tweets when she was like 20, 21. Yeah, which is an adult age. Yeah, so she did some just bad, bigoted tweets. Pre the wokening. Yeah. She was grown up enough to not do them. It gives you a little bit of an insight. I don't like the fact that she used the word chaffs. And then also it was like the fact that she wrote that, the, one of the other tweets was like about a girl who was like looking at a designer dress and it was £200 and she couldn't believe it was £200 and she was like, ooh, yeah, obviously it's designer. Ugh. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. I'm sure she's... Uh, I mean, we, she's probably grown out of that mindset, but I just feel like to not have that level of awareness at twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then her boyfriend, did you see about this? No. So her boyfriend is another YouTuber and they've been together for like eight years or something. And they live together in their massive mansion. Alfie. Alfie Days. Alfie. I think, I hope that's how you say his last name. And he did this video which was like him living on a pound for 
24 hours or something but without any awareness at all of like the anti-poverty movement in the UK you know like when there was yeah. that um living under the line challenge um in order to raise awareness in order to raise awareness it wasn't that it was like haha YouTube I just challenge. I just had to have tap water what <laughs> uh, so, guys someone's just giving me some free donuts yeah and oh. then and then he had to issue he had to issue this apology which like fair and you know at least he he apologised but then at the end he said I can't believe I'm having to say this but I'm not a Tory guys I can't <laughs> I've seen I've seen some of the tweets and you know people calling me a Tory and just I am the least I, I mean I'm paraphrasing what he said but he's basically saying like how could anyone call you me in my give. massive mansion a Tory living on a pound for a day for basically a YouTube challenge yeah. to entertain people yeah how could people possibly listen to but then that? people just made that into a meme <laughs> <laughs> it's so I mean this day and age you can't say anything without getting made into a meme so you've really got to be careful um, and people just basically took the clip of him saying I'm not a Tory and then put it under things like when I get an M&S meal deal <laughs> after payday <laughs> Oh, I found really funny I don't know what you think about this with Zoella and her boyfriend Alfie mm. where they people were sort of turning up at their house and stuff yeah. because their um, house number I think got published and they released a thing saying people need to get a hobby and they didn't recognise they are people's hobby because that is what they are they're putting stuff out and depending on the fact that they are people's hobby to earn a living and then they're turning around and criticising people as though you saddos having you need to get a hobby essentially that isn't us yeah but what do they think they're doing that is what they're doing what are they what what <laughs> I don't understand what they mean. I'm watching Helen implode in real time, guys. It's great. You the, are... the level, the lack of self-awareness for people whose job is literally being themselves yeah. is quite staggering. <laughs> like, you're yourself for your job. How have you not thought about yourself <laughs> and how you come across? Although that is really bad, it also, within the context of... Bad things YouTubers have done. I mean, neither of them... I mean, I can't believe I have to say this is a good thing, but neither of them have, to my knowledge, ever said the N-word. Or filmed a dead corpse in a forest that is hanging from a tree. Zoella is by far not the chaotic evil of YouTube. She's very inoffensive, isn't she? Yeah. That's kind of the point of her. So the most popular YouTuber is... PewDiePie. Is PewDiePie. I did, I did, I did see a PewDiePie. (laughs) He's so he mainly. I think it's been a while since I've watched any of his videos, but I think he's like a. He does a lot of gaming. Yeah, he started off gaming. And yeah, and just... he's got quite a, a comical way about him. He's, he's quite too quick. much over bright, mate. He needs to tone it down. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Smash that like button. Um, and he's the most popular YouTuber, but. Um, he was partnered with Disney and he lost his Disney partnership because he said the N-word in in one of his videos. He wasn't even, like, filmed accidentally yeah. saying it. He, like, genuinely... Uploaded it himself. <laughs> I think it was during, like, a live stream or something. Or, like, Logan Paul, who literally uploaded a video of him next to a... De- I mean, I literally... The level... I mean, that, that blew my mind when that happened. So he went to this forest in... Um, I think it's... Japan. Aoki... It's a it's known as suicide forest or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's it's a culturally it's a place that the Japanese know that a lot of people go to end their lives and obviously suicide is a big talking point in Japan as they kind of have the, this history of honorable suicide and it's sometimes seen as more honorable to take your own life which is not necessarily something we have over here. 
it's incredibly complicated. It's so not a topic for white people going and putting on Pikachu hats. But it ties into the thing you were saying about like realness, and it's really interesting the way he captioned that video. Is like, oh, not for the faint-hearted. Like, only click on this yeah. if you can. This is the most real video I've ever posted. His phrasing yeah. was all about like, this is real life, man. This is like because yeah. I think he even surprised himself that he had fa- that he'd found this body. And he was genuinely affected by it because he's a human being who's mm-hmm. just seen a dead body. Yeah. Um, and it was in his interest of how his fans view him to show them him going through one of the biggest things that had ever happened in his life. So I do understand his logic. Mm. I mean, it's absolutely wrong and mm. d- completely shocking and irresponsible. But I think that totally ties into the medium of YouTube as to why... So the reason I brought up PewDiePie and... and PewDiePie! Lo- and Logan Paul is kind of, again, it's tying into this authenticity. And even despite the fact that PewDiePie said the N-word and Logan Paul found a dead body in the... And filmed it. And and filmed it, they both still have massive audiences that don't care and have forgiven them. There is this real um, generational divide as well. I was babysitting and the kid brought home from school a calendar that the children made where they'd each drawn a picture of themselves and they'd also written underneath what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I'd say maybe 12 out of a class of 25-ish had put vlogger, YouTuber. Are you, are you joking? Yeah, so this is this is the thing. Is this is It's not just, oh, some silly people on the internet. This is how the majority of young people are getting their information. Mm. And that's why I think Zoella, although she we used the word earlier that she's really um, inoffensive, mm. she also is re- really responsible for shaping how people think and view yeah. the world. You shouldn't be able to have loads of power without thinking about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of these kids who've been thrust into the spotlight just by making videos in their room, I think a lot of them maybe haven't come to terms with the fact that if you're going to get paid £50,000 a month... <laughs> then people are going to be interested in how you're spending yeah. your money and yeah. what message you're sending people. So she released a book, yeah, that she didn't write. It's so embarrassing. She wrote a book and she vlogged about the fact she was writing a book. Yeah. Those videos have now been removed. And from what I can remember, slash what I've read about them, they're basically her implying that she's been up all night and writing's really hard and it's taking her ages. And she's very much not giving away the fact that she didn't write it, that someone else wrote it. Um, which hasn't been officially confirmed, by the way, don't sue us. But it's heavily... They, they've, they've admitted that there was definitely people supporting her writing it and that there were a lot of sort of eyes on it but it's also believed that there was a ghostwriter um but that's not been they've never officially confirmed that well so this is the independent and i think this is her speaking about it okay so she said that she f- has felt attacked over the ghostwriter controversy and says the backlash she received knocked her confidence oh so they did admit there was a so, ghostwriter Penguin later admitted Zoe Sugg did not write the book Girl Online on her own <laughs> yeah, okay. and the ghostwriters were outed their role was not a complete surprise given they were credited in the acknowledgement section of her book. Sugg said at the time, of course I was going to have help from Penguin's editorial team in telling my story. It was horrible. I worked really hard on the book and it was all me. The characters, the story. She told Cosmopolitan, I felt as if I was being attacked and I was like, I'm going to shut my laptop. I can't be bothered with all this. Whoa. It knocked my confidence massively. When it came around to the second book, I felt I couldn't and that it had all been ruined. I'm sorry, but... 
Not everyone gets to write a fucking book. Yeah, I think that she doesn't get that, they does she? What a massive privilege yeah. to even have the... But that's that's the hard like, thing. And it? I'm not attacking anyone for using a ghostwriter. Like, I'm sure there are... You know, it's, it's a legitimate profession. There are lots of great, really talented ghostwriters. It's not necessarily an evil thing that she used a ghostwriter, but the... Oh, the entitlement of the expectation that... Everyone would go, well done, Zoella. Fab, amazing. Thank you so much. Fuck off. But also, you can't... It took a lot for me to put that behind me and move forward. You didn't have cancer. Fucking get (laughs) it. But also, it took a lot. It took about... Honestly, it was not long that she was offline. And then she was back. I think as well, there is a legitimacy to... It is really hard to write. And a lot of writers I know who've written novels that have done well, or written plays, or whatever, or poets... Don't earn any money, even when, you know, they're, they're getting the bestseller charts, yeah. they win an award or whatever. They still get off the bus early so they don't have to pay them yeah. the fare and walk the rest of the way. I think there is, it is completely justified to feel like it's unfair yeah. that she just gets to ghostwrite a book and then be the... Be the, annoyed that everyone didn't pat her on the back. Yeah. But that, but that to me, that's how Molly Coddled she is. It's, there is, it's pure entitlement, mm. and I do feel sorry for her that she doesn't recognise that. Yeah. That actually, the reason she just doesn't the get it. The reason people are annoyed is that it's because writing is a legitimate job. Yeah. And you again, can... it comes back to that authenticity thing. I think if you're gonna, this is something the Kardashians actually do really well. <laughs> oh, no, we honestly, go. honestly, I've watched I watched an episode of Keeping Up the Kardashians where Kendall. And who's the one who's got the lip for the lip? Kylie. So Kendall and Kylie had put a book out, and it was a dystopian novel. I know, so weird. It was a dystopian novel that they released together, but they very publicly were like, "Yeah, it's ghostwritten. We didn't write it. We came up with the the what what kind of thing we wanted it to be. We talked to the author about the characters, and like we worked together on it." And, like, it's... The ghostwriter then got the publicity off of that, I'm guessing. And I just... I think that's just a that's cooler cool. way of yeah. doing it, really. So Ella is... She's annoyed that she's being called out mm-hmm. on not being sincere, which ties back into the thing you say, her whole image is about mm. sincerity. So it essentially makes her a bit void, doesn't it? And I think mm. she was annoyed about the book, but she was also annoyed about that slightly wider issue, which is if you if you suddenly debunk the myth that is Zoella, she's not real, then she crumbles. Yeah. So more debunking is necessary if you ask me. But I think also the I think the best thing you can do is support other creators, you know. Maybe two women who make a, a podcast for no money. You know, maybe you should offer to take them out for a roast. I'm sure they'd really like that if you just if you just you know, if you just ask them. So that was Zoella. Why have you started <laughs> speaking like a YouTuber? That was us. Uh, oh yeah, like and subscribe. Like, smash that like button. Should we do it like we're on YouTube? Okay. Smash the... <laughs> so guys, that was Zoella. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. so much for whoa, watching and whoa. subscribing and being Quick cook, quick cook, quick cook. <laughs> Hit that like button. <laughs> please, we need it, desperately. Honestly, please, if you haven't already, smash that like button on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. Reply in the comments. Tell us that we're awful bitches. 
we love it. We'd love that, yeah. Um, yeah, just hit five stars on iTunes and, if you enjoyed it. And honestly, thanks for listening. You've made it to our sixth episode. Oh, we can't believe that there are still people listening. We yeah. are making this for you, and we're really enjoying making it. So Shout out to our mums. My Shout most, out to our mums. Our most dedicated fan base. Shout out to all of our friends who are listening oh, as well. Oh, yeah, cheers. Or maybe our friends who we haven't spoken to in a while who Sorry are listening. Sorry about that. Sorry, it's we shit. don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Helen doesn't like you, and she has this amazing Peter Mandelson way of making everyone think that they're her best friend. It's not a Peter Mandelson. She does it to me, guys, as well. It's like, I think that me and Helen are best mates. And then I'm like, hey, Helen, want to hang out? And it's like, silence. I totally am just doing this podcast out of social politeness. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly my fear. Um, all, all right, right, well, we should go. Um, but we love you. Thanks for coming. Um, next week is our last one before Christmas. So, yeah. um... Well, we'll say Merry Christmas again then. Won't say it now. Yeah, we won't say it now. It's not festive enough yet. Is um, it? After the outro, there will be 10 minutes of Tilly opening and eating her advent calendar for all the Zoella fans out there. Yeah. And so I got it for £2 and it was it was great. Weapon? Well, my, my dad got it for me. Where did he get it? I don't know. I, I, he just gave it to me the other week. Huh. All right. All right. See, see ya. ya. You've been listening to Bitchin', a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Munch. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Bolton. Next week we'll be bitching about George Osborne. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put this as um as the outro and then just view it in the outfit calendar. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's this? What the fuck's that? What is that? It's a teddy bear. Oh my god. But from behind. <laughs> She's sick. <laughs> is it delicious? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's like cheap, but you want advent calendar chocolate to be cheap. Did I leave my phone in the kitchen? Quite possibly. I'm going to open another advent calendar while you're doing that. Thank you for sharing with me. I can't believe I forgot about it. Uh, this is my lunch, guys. <laughs> Three. Ooh. Do you want to have number four? I'm okay, actually, thank you. Should I guess what I'm going to get? Yeah, I bet it's some jingle bells. Okay, I bet it's a present. <laughs> oh, I hate this bit where you get the chocolate under your fingernails oh, no. because you can't pop it out. Oh, tightly compressed in. That's so... I honestly can't oh my get god, out. you can't get it out! <laughs> Hit that like button, guys. <laughs> this is where it's at. Oh, it's a present. I was right. Oh, and it's three dimensional as well. It kind of sticks out. It, again, it just looks like a poo. They all look like a poo. <laughs> but you'll eat it anyway. <laughs> well, well done and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Helen.